0: To the Brief with Blackwing. We're your hosts, Mark Gore and Jared Randy. Mark, today we're talking about some controversial topics in the fire industry. Yes, we are. And we're going to start with a good one. Types of carry. Types, Types of, of carry. carry. Should we start with what we actually carry? Yeah, let's do that. So I'm an appendix guy. Boo. Why are you booing? Give your pitch. Okay, so the reason I like appendix is because... One, I think it's the fastest and the easiest to just put on, and I'm very like aware of where it is at all times yeah, um, because it's uncomfortable. You can tell where it is. Is yeah. If you're, in my opinion, if you have the philosophy of like, man, carrying a gun should be super comfy. I think you are uh, you're not prioritizing the most important parts of carrying your gun. Hmm. So yeah, I like that if I'm in a car, I can just kind of pull my pants up a little bit and my gun is like, accessible. Yeah. I also like that if I fall, I'm not gonna. Fall on my gun, and I can still get to my gun. Yeah. The other benefit is can't think of it, but uh, okay. There's, there's probably, something else. There's, there's gotta be something, something in there. Yeah. I feel like
1: control is a big one people talk about. Yeah. Actually, real like real control, but also I feel like felt control. It feels like you have way more control when your gun's not behind you.
0: Yeah, like the concealability side. That's what I was trying to say. So, like I, I can, I know if I'm printing at all, I think you can see the silhouette of the gun. I'm very aware of that and that's probably why i like appendix the most okay that is an opinion not a very good
1: one but it is one let's hear your, your uh, uh, hot take You well i would say appendix carry is it's not uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable and it sucks to sit with it i don't know how you drive in a car with that i understand how you do but it's
0: very uncomfortable
1: did i say also that it was uncomfortable
0: yeah it's not comfy yeah it's not comfortable if you bend over it, it you're Taking a magazine to the gut.
1: Yeah. And it's not, uh, I feel like it's also, can be, uh, a lot of people can not appendix carry. If you have some kind of growing belly in the front, it is not appropriate. You can't quite make it work. Yeah, you got to be on the slimmer persuasion. Yeah. So, you know, those are the reasons why I dislike it. My preference is strong side hip carry because it's much more comfortable.
0: Yep. Also harder to hide the gun.
1: Yeah. But you got to dress around your gun.
0: Typically, oh, there we go. Got to got to make concessions. Yeah,
1: make concessions.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's definitely more comfortable. The downside is is if you're sitting in a car and you have your seatbelt on, it's basically impossible to get to your gun. Yeah. You know, the obvious answer is take your gun out of your.
1: That's what I typically do. Yeah, put if it you're somewhere kind of distance, throw in the glove box, uh, the
0: Yep, definitely more comfortable. No argument there. If I couldn't do appendix, that would be my next go to. Yeah. What's our? What's your least favorite?
1: Least favorite is mine. Would be probably small of back. So that's the gun kind of directly behind you, like sitting against your spine. And why I dislike that? Not only when you draw the gun, you flag your body more than likely uh, if you're drawing in like a tense situation. There's a way you can do it without doing that. You know, go arcing wide, but it's awkward. But not only that, but someone once told me that, gave me the thought of if you're carrying in the smaller back and you get shoved over and hit the ground hard, now you have this steel gun that's slamming against your spine.
0: And I'm sure that can do all kinds of terrible things to your body. Also, it's you have no control over it. I mean, yeah. You can't see what's going on back there. Every time I see somebody printing or just, like, it basically turns into open carry because their shirt falls behind the gun. Mm -hmm. And then you just see it and you can't stop. Somebody wanted to grab it. They just just grab right out of your pants, man. You can't do nothing about it. Yep. Not into that. But yeah, I think smaller back, uh, we don't advise that in any means.
1: And I I also, it's such a, a slight shift from what I do, but like a pure hip carry, like just right on your, your strong side. I also don't like, because I feel like you, it's hard to make yourself not look lopsided. So it looks like you got something going on there.
0: That's fair. Yeah, typically, if well, I think if you know what to look for, it's pretty easy to find somebody with a gun. Yeah, that's fair. I think if you didn't know, yeah, you might think that person's still a little lopsided. Like, what's going on? Yeah, most people aren't carrying around a Glock seventeen. That's true. What do but you? But I feel like you
1: can tell. I, I feel you. Yeah.
0: How about you? What's your least favorite? If we haven't already hit it, I would say open carry is my least favorite method of of carrying a gun defensively. Okay. Okay. Reason being, I think you're, you're throwing away your advantage, right? So the whole point of concealed carry is, you know, you're just another person. You no, know, you don't have to have the, um, the attention that wearing a gun brings you. Yeah. Uh, I think if that's your job right on, man, have a gun that's cause it's clearly the most comfortable way to carry is outside the waistband. Like it's not touching your skin. If it's, you know, dropped a little bit so it's not digging into you at all times. Like, mm-hmm. that's a win. I totally get it. If you're on the range, uh, yeah, knock yourself out, man. Get yourself a sweet drop like Safari Land and, and be fast. Uh, but for me, yeah, I, I really despise open carry for CCW.
1: For concealed carry, you despise open carry? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, for defensive <laughs> carry is what I should have yeah, said. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I think I I agree with you on that one. Yeah. It is, well, I'm all about comfort. That is you're giving up way too much for the comfort.
0: Yeah, I mean in my opinion. Put yourself in that situation that you might actually need a gun. I would shoot the guy that has the gun first. Yeah. That is like openly carrying his gun. So for me, yeah, not a not a win. But there's some probably less effective methods that are still popular. Less effective. Talking about that. Miami. Shoulder Johnson The shoulder, Johnson, holster. The shoulder uh, holster. It's just so it's such a sexy way to
1: carry a gun.
0: It does look really cool. It's just unfortunate for everybody around you.
1: I am pro shoulder holster. Shoulder holster. Why? Because it looks cool.
0: Are you talking about the uh, like the traditional Miami where you've got the gun the under gun, one, but it's like pointed behind you? Yeah. And then the two magazines on the other. Absolutely. Yeah. I hate that. It's great. It is comfortable, but I don't like that you, you have no muzzle control. What I do is
1: I put uh, the gun on one side and then a magazine in the other, and then the second mag slot, I put a tourniquet. So when you inevitably shoot yourself in the, in the arm, you can just tourniquet yourself.
0: <laughs> That's, That's a, perfect. It's probably the most uh, intelligent thing I've heard, actually. Yeah.
1: I I don't even know if this is true, but I'll tell this story anyway. Someone, someone once told me that it was like the NYPD, they're like – last when they had shoulder holsters their last official guidance towards how to reholster a shoulder holster was to take off the whole shoulder holster and then put the gun lay it on the ground holster the gun and then put the shoulder holster back on that Which is
0: makes sense but it's a huge pain in the butt yeah i mean it's just not practical at all yeah. you know nobody's doing that yeah absolutely not but yeah it, flagging every direction is not not a uh, effective way and they do make ones that point down okay which are better I like those better. Yeah. And if you're wearing a sports coat and it's hot outside, I got you I see it.
1: I went to Miami once and actually was in South beach. I walk into a bar and there's like clearly this like off duty ish looking cop who had a sports coat on a shoulder holster with a gun in it and
0: a badge on his belt. That is the vibe. That's Miami baby. That is the look. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you got to say, if you got to do the Miami vice, that's it. Yep.
1: Okay, let's move on to some other ones. Night sights. This is one, a lot of people are pro night sights. I have night sights on my bedside gun, on my concealed carry gun. They allow you to see, obviously, the sights when you are in darkness. A lot of people talk about how that can be beneficial if you are in darkness and shooting at a threat that is in the light. Someone breaking in, the house and is outside that's lit, but you're it's dark inside your house and that's where you are. That way you can see your sights. I know you have a countering opinion here. So tell me why
0: you despise night sights. I don't despise. <laughs> I definitely think that they are they're not the right choice for everybody. Reason being is night sights are great if you have night vision or you are in a combat zone where you're shooting indiscriminately at like the enemy and you you've you've prescribed it as the enemy and now we can shoot at it but for most people like if you can't see your sights you also can't see your target and um, it's pretty hard to justify that shooting sure second reason is they're typically more expensive they're either you know 100% more expensive or 30% more expensive than just just standard steel iron sights which is typically what i would recommend people do uh, reason being is tritium is a is a radioactive material so you get about 10 years of that before they stop glowing and then you just have standard sights again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They got a half-life.
0: Yeah. So for me, I think night sights are cool. And like I said, if you have night vision, it's really the only way to shoot a pistol, unless you have a, like a pistol red dot, because there's no contrast, right? You got to pick far focus or close focus for that. Absolutely have night sights. But for most people, I think night sights are overrated.
1: But what about my guy in the dark shooting at a threat
0: in the light? Yeah. If, if you were shooting at a target that is, that is in light and you are in darkness that light will silhouette your sights. So completely negates having night sights.
1: I feel like that's a, you got to see it to understand it kind of thing.
0: That is 100% of fact.
1: Yeah. Believable. I believe you. You didn't believe me earlier. (laughs) We had to talk through this. Okay. Gun modifications. Another one we talked about some previously. So I've got a gun. I want to do some cool, fun, bougie things to it. You you know you do trigger work and you put maybe put optics on it and then you start you know changing out your backplate maybe you have a punisher backplate or you get a seracote deadpool seracote with uh,
0: with some wild stuff on it. What what is your hatred towards cool guns? I think you have to separate this in like what is a gun I'm going to defend my life with and what is a gun that's like a recreational toy. Yeah. If I was going to carry a gun, I would say leave that sucker stock. With the exception of like if you got a stock Glock. Put some metal sights on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put whatever sights you shoot the best with would be my recommendation for any gun. But as far as like modifying internals or triggers or putting on my least favorite thing, Punisher skulls, or what's another one that we've seen over the years? Like Smile for the Flash. That was one that was like infamous for a while. Somebody had like that engraved on their barrel. All that stuff is just going to get you hemmed up in court, right? It looks like premeditation. Like you're looking for a fight. Yeah. And it looks tacky and you're better than that. Everybody. Yep. But it's cool. And I have stuff like that. I just you just got to
1: keep it on probably guns that you're not. I, I mean, that's what I would do. Keep. I don't have that on my defensive guns.
0: Yeah. Like the visual stuff. I wouldn't put that on anything, but if it was uh, like an AR or something, you wanted to change the recoil spring and, and like do a bunch of that kind of stuff, dude, go for it. Yep. I think mechanical upgrades are easier to justify than visual. Yeah.
1: Well, another dig against mechanical upgrades is oftentimes you are at least marginally introducing another factor into play that wasn't originally designed for that gun.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. If you start putting in, you know, different disconnectors and different spring weights, it's like that manufacturer did a far more R&D on that gun than you're going to do Yeah, most of the time. So I would, I would leave her stock. Absolutely. For your carry gun.
1: Man, we even found, not that this should be standard, but we found a unnamed manufacturer's gun that wouldn't run consistently if you mounted a flashlight, a Surefire X300 on it. Because they never tested it like that. And so when the gun had problems with that on it, they were like, well, that's not how the gun was supposed to be, even though we have a rail on it. Which is wild. That, that That's like... Too far, like I think you you should put a light on your defensive gun, but it's kind of you could you can introduce so many different factors, and the manufacturer doesn't even test sometimes the most basic of them.
0: Man, I don't even know what this gun is. Once this podcast ends, <laughs> I'm going to get you
1: down low. Come see me if you want the answer. Okay, this one I feel pretty strongly about, but is having a round chambered in your gun in your defensive gun at all times is how I feel. I think that the status of your guns that you plan to have for defensive use should be round chambered and if it's a handgun in a holster if it's a long gun safety on you know probably in a safe or something like that that's what i think the default should be and the exception being obviously if you're not comfortable with that then don't do it but i feel like everyone should work to become that level of comfort it hurts me when i hear about people carrying with an empty chamber that i know are like proficient gun people I get if you're just starting to carry, that's a great way to get used to it, you know, you carry with no ammo just to get used to it and then carry with maybe a, a load of mag but nothing in the chamber. But I feel like the end goal should be to work to that ready to go.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like having an electric drill and not having a battery. Like yeah. it's like a, it's just a club. So I totally agree. I think the exception would be if you if you are not comfortable with your equipment, like kind of that inexperience. Yeah, then yeah, dude, do do whatever you're comfortable with, but guns are good enough now. Like you should be able to carry confidently with around the chamber for a rational reason of response. Like you can yeah. do it. It's just faster, right? It's less things, less steps. And uh, yeah,
1: for me, it's so much more than obviously it's faster to have your gun already ready, but it's just like, I don't know if there's ever been a, a study on it, but the, I'm sure you can rack around in your gun and be ready to shoot in a fairly decent like section of time in the range but now this once-in-a-lifetime threat situation and you feel like you need to use a gun to defend your life and adrenaline's pumping, the odds of you screwing something up when you rack around it in that gun are much higher than they are than you standing in the range. I I feel like that's my big concern.
0: Agreed. Yeah, if you got got so many tolerances, you can only stack so many things before you have an issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then that goes into
1: firearm storage staging kind of how you have your guns and again i feel similarly if you are if you are experiencing comfort with it and i feel like that should be the goal for for most people is have your have your handgun loaded in a holster i feel very strongly about that if you got a gun if it's going to be a pocket gun have it in your pocket in a holster if it's going to be in a bag don't just have it thrown in the bag have it in a holster in the bag uh, especially if it's in a bag, a holster that it will stay in, in the bag. If it's going to be a defensive gun in a safe, don't have a bunch of mags on the top shelf that are mixed around that are loaded. And then the gun, you know, unloaded on the shelf, if that's going to be your like defensive gun, this is what I'm banking on. You should have the gun much closer to being ready. I think for me, it's round in the chamber, chamber, muzzle down, safety on with a rifle in a safe. But I, I feel like the closer to ready,
0: everyone should try to attain that same page. Yeah. I think you hear a lot of people are like, they'll put, you know, they've got, they've got all their guns in their safe. And there's kind of two methods of, of thought, right? One is like the storage and they're purely there to be stored. I don't have that many guns. So the guns I do have are like ready. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if that was a hot take, but definitely good information.
1: I think it is a hot take because there's enough. Maybe it's not a hot take. But it is, a, it, is not, it is common for people to not have guns loaded
0: yeah, and I mean, plan to use them for defense. It's like almost that travel concept where the gun's got to be in a case and the ammo's got to be in a different place in the car and all that stuff mm-hmm. that used to be a thing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let me kick some more back to you. Shotguns
0: for home defense. Oof. Great. This one is definitely controversial because I am not a shotgun for home defense guy. I think shotguns are large. So you've you got a, a rifle length system. Typically, you know, when you hear people say, oh, let's get a shotgun, it's a pump action shotgun, which in my experience are the most prone to user induced malfunction. Uh, it only holds, if it's a pretty big shotgun, eight shells. And I think, I don't think shotgun shells are precise enough for me. So when people are like, especially a beginner, like somebody come in and be like, oh man, just get a shotgun. No, I think you should get a rifle. Okay. Yep. I think a rifle for home defense makes a lot more sense. Interesting. Now, um, yeah, uh, I should preface that with a intermediate cartridge rifle, like two two three which probably would be my first choice. Okay. Double-up block will also eat drywall for a couple houses, which would be another one of my concerns. Not that two two three is... Uh, you no, know, it's going to stop in one, but I think there's enough data out there that a two-two-three rifle round will break up sooner than double-up buck or a slug for sure.
1: Yeah, that is uh, information that a lot of people may not know. But yeah, I mean those those rounds two-two-three
0: is meant to tumble, right? Yep, it's going to deform. It's definitely it's losing horsepower far sooner than double-up buck as far as hitting barriers. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I I'm definitely a proponent of a handgun over a rifle any day of the week. Uh, I feel like just having something like practicality wise, having something that's smaller, you know, you're going to be more likely to have it closer to your bed. You're going to be more likely to have it locked in a secure container. You know, if, if you want to buy a gun for home defense and keep it loaded and st- short securely, which is I think the golden standard. Is you can do those things and and access access it quickly. Yep, it's much easier to do with a handgun. You buy a biometric lockbox. You buy your handgun and you put it in your bedside thing, whatever, on top of it or underneath or under your bed. With a rifle, it's harder. You got to have a lot bigger of a safe to do so. And then also, yeah, moving through houses, moving through rooms gets a bit more difficult for a for a beginner. Someone knocks on the door at an intermediary time, maybe like nine o'clock. Mm. Maybe you're in bed and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know what this is. It's, I'm not like, it's not like 2 AM. I'm coming to the, this is something bad. But you know, you come to the door with right. a, with an AR in your hands and then it's turns out to be the cop.
0: Yeah. The escalation of force on that is kind of, it's pretty severe. High. Yeah. But You can,
1: you can tuck a handgun in your, you know, in a holster in your, the back of your waistband or something.
0: I think your two most relevant points are size as far as storing. And then that like, You can't alter your response, right? If you have a rifle, like that's what you got to bring for that door scenario. The downside to handguns is handguns are more challenging to be good with. Like for you to be a really proficient handgun shooter that takes a significant amount of practice and probably good fundamentals, but you can suck and use a rifle effectively. Yeah. Because you got two hands on it. You know what I mean? It's It's just easier. So I think if you were trying to go from zero to 60, I would probably recommend a rifle. But if you have any experience or feel more comfortable with a handgun, then that would be a good choice. Okay. Still better than a shotgun for me. Gosh, the but hatred. Jed, Jed over there, he is like, dude, is, uh, he's proficient with a shotgun. He's fast. He is. He is. So he's probably got some ridiculous semi-automatic monster. Yeah. Don't mess with his house, man. It's, it's a lot of hate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay. On the tools for home defense, a lot of people, maybe less and less, but there's still a good chunk of people that recommend revolvers for any inexperienced people that are looking for a defensive firearm because it's simple. You put whatever it is, six rounds into the revolver, you close the cylinder and you pull the trigger. There's no reloading, there's no magazines, there's no slide racking, there's no what are all these buttons on the gun, uh, there's no, there's much less of the cleaning and disassembly and, and all that kind of thing. And it feels for a lot of people like, I don't think it's right, but it feels, I feel like a a lot more people feel more comfortable not having that in a holster because it's a heavier trigger. I don't think that that's a, I don't think you should do that, but I feel like those are those are the 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 pros people pitch on that.
0: Yeah, I mean anybody who's been to a gun store and overheard a uh, typically an older salesperson or an older person kind of walking around will recommend to a novice shooter or somebody who has weaker hands, it's like, oh, dude, just get a revolver, right? You don't you don't need to learn all this other stuff. Like,
1: you don't need to learn how to shoot. You just yeah, grab the gun just, and pull
0: the trigger. Exactly. For that reason alone i would say steer clear of res- revolvers for that purpose because revolvers are not they're not as simple as people think i mean one if we're if revolvers have problems it's typically pretty serious problems that so you got to know what how to diagnose that right if you have any type of timing issue when you're shooting gun no work so if you got it in your pocket my least is my second least favorite way to carry a gun uh and you get some pocket lint in there and it seizes the gun up well you're just your host. Uh, also, people make the recommendation on revolvers of like, hey, man, if you've got weak hands, you don't need to cock this, right? You don't have to pull the slide back and let it go. You can just pull the trigger. Well, a double action trigger is pretty significant to pull if it's a defensive handgun. I mean, it's typically like 15 to 20 pounds of pressure on one finger. Yeah. So that's, it kind of negates it. As soon as you show somebody that and they have to try to pull the trigger six times, it's like, oh, this is not as easy as you made it out to be.
1: Yeah, it has its, like, for defensive use, it has its niche use cases, mm. for sure. And, in fact, I think we, I think this year we have a Greg Elifret's revolver, defensive revolver class, again. So there's enough people wanting to do it. But, um, yeah, generally, I, for the, especially for the inexperienced, I would I would agree with you on that.
0: It's just, like, it's a wider gun. I mean, it's never going to conceal as well as a, Semi-automatic, nine uh, millimeter. For example, it's always going to be a wider gun. It's going to hold less bullets. Yeah, I'm not a big proponent of of revolvers for concealed carry personally. I know that's going to be that is going to be an unpopular opinion, <laughs> but also especially for a novice because they're harder to shoot well. They have crappy sights generally. They do have bad sights. There's just a lot of things stacking against them. If they have a hammer to make the trigger better. Then the hammer's really pointy and it grabs on everything. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like
1: in my arguments, I've gotten or discussions I've had with people <laughs> on carrying a revolver. I feel like it typically comes down to like very particular. Like, well, my revolver, if I need to use it and someone's someone's has their hands on it, you know, will still shoot. Whereas if if you have a semi-auto, a guy could come and and seat your gun out of battery,
0: which is true. But also they could just grab your cylinder and it would, you can't rotate into the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. they could jam something in there. Well, I mean, even if you just hold the cylinder, yeah, uh, it's really yeah, hard yeah, to pull the trigger that. past that. And plus like that, the M nine disassembly, you see is? <laughs> that is not a thing. Yeah. I feel like it's, you're expecting too much out of,
1: out of probably 99% of the, people that will assail you. Yeah.
0: What uh, situations are you putting yourself in that people are disassembling your gun or pushing yeah. it out of battery? Like, like I don't know. Maybe. J-
1: John Wick with like punch tools, like dropping your mag and punching out the,
0: the takedown pins. that whoever is preparing for that fight, that guy is ready. Yeah. Well done. He's doing dry fire for sure.
1: <laughs> okay. I think that wraps up the topics are controversial topics,
0: debated topics. Debated. I debated. think, the, yeah, or at least strong opinions that some people have. Yeah, because there's some dude out there who's like small. The back is that is the way.
1: Yeah,
0: he's, he's not right, but that is his opinion. Absolutely.
1: And if you are sitting here thinking all of these are very reasonable, and this is how I feel, and I don't know anyone else that feels that way, that is good. <laughs> but you probably don't know. Uh, probably a whole lot of gun owners because there's, there is a lot of different variety and opinion on this kind of stuff. And we didn't even hit like uh, the caliber debate, but I feel like that's pretty well overdone. I would say so.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, Oh God, revolvers. Feel like revolver people get real hemmed up on caliber. That's true. But yes,
1: we hit, hit our, uh, hit our points. If you have any other topics that you think would be good for us to hit on a debate, we would be very interested to hear what that might be, you
0: know? Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, going 2024, we could use some ideas. So please send us a Instagram or a Facebook message, reach out to us. And, uh, we'll incorporate that into future podcasts. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a great start to 2024.